0: morning, church. Morning. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. Uh, we morning. look at at a uh, short um, this morning. titled morning. Faithful One. The Faithful One. Mm-hmm. The faithful One. Um, our key reading is from Hebrews 6 verse 18. Hebrews 6 verse 18 and I'll read from two versions. I'll read from the King James Version and the Amplified Version. The King James says there are two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. And the applied version says, so that by two unchangeable things, that is promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to him for refuge we would have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope that is set before us. I want to focus on the part where it says, "It is impossible for God to lie. God is faithful, Amen. even when we don't live up to our own part. He remains faithful." I'll look at. Three key areas or three key aspects that has to do with God's faithfulness. We'll look at His Word, we'll look at His nature, and we'll look at His expectations. His Word, His nature, and His expectations. First of all, his word. Let's look at Numbers twenty-three verse nineteen. The King James Version says, "God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He hath said, hath he said, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken, and shall he not make it good?" Again, focusing on the power he says, "Has had he said, that is his word, and shall he not do it?" Or had he spoken, again, his word, and shall he not make good of it? God's word is something that we can anchor or we can see how his faithfulness um, comes comes about. When he says things, he does follow through. When he speaks things, he is always good for it. So there is nothing God would say to us, whether through his word, through his servant, in dreams, in visions, that he is not good for. That is, that, that would say, oh, maybe that's just, just said that he was not going to like, do it anyways. No. Man can say things. Man can say, come to me on Monday morning by 10, by 10 a.m. I will give you X amount of money. And if you get it at 10 a.m., man will say, oh, sorry, I've changed my mind or I don't have it right now. But not God. God, when he speaks, when he says things, when he puts things out there, he is faithful. He is definitely good for it. He said, has he not said and shall he not do it? If you have an example of us when God has said something that that has not done, he could actually like flag it with us. But God, everything he said comes to pass. (laughs) says heaven and earth in Matthew 24, 24 verse 35 said heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away. This is someone that takes his word very dear to him for him to have created heaven and earth took him seven days to he create heaven and earth. And he said all of this will pass away but my word will never pass away. So everything he has made everything he has done in that seven days said can be gone like that. They are not sure, like they could change. We, we, we say that in our world today, the world that our great grandfathers we were born into is not the world we are in today. Things change, so when I say pass away, like yeah, things will change. Things will will adapt to what things are. Things will would become obsolete, so they will take them away and put new things there. Said, but my word will never pass away. I was saying this at the school today. We said that word uh, in the uh, yeah, in Sunday school today, about what makes us true disciples. Said so that word remains the same. Christ remains the same. He said, "Even will pass away, my word will never pass away." So again, for everything else to pass away, but that word not to pass away. It, it means that the, the assurance that we have in that word being true, that we can hold on to, and the faithfulness of it is definitely something that we should definitely hold as Christian is word, God's word is an exhibition of his faithfulness. In Isaiah 55, verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goeth forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So yeah, we, we've, we've seen it in Numbers, we've seen it in Matthew, we've seen it in back in the prophet again, Isaiah. God's word, when he says, when he goes, when he says, this is the word. It says to go and accomplish what it's meant to do. For example, in the beginning, let there be light. That was a word. I can say let there be light and light, nothing will happen. I can stand in the dark and say let there be light and nothing will happen. But God stood and said, let there be light. And the next he said, and there was light. God's word goes forth and must accomplish what it sets out to do. So when God says things about, about us, when he says, my thoughts of you are good and not evil. It's not just words on paper. It's words that we can definitely like, hold on to and say, God is faithful. He has said his thoughts for me are good and not And so, therefore, this situation I'm in right now is for good. God's word goes and it will not, he said it will not come back void. He won't come back and say, oh, well, I tried. It didn't work. No. That word must accomplish that which God pleases. And so, when God says something about us, when we, read, when we read God's word, or again, when we read God's word to his prophets or through dreams, we should take, take it for lightly that, oh, maybe. No. It won't come back void. We choosing not for it to work in our life. It's us choosing not to work in our life. It's not God. It's us. So, God's word is said, it will accomplish that which it pleases. And it shall prosper in that thing which it was sent to. So, when God says, yeah, um, by stripes, you are healed. When he says things like, um, meditate upon up, up my word, and then I, your, your will be prosperous. That, those words are things that would prosper in the things that, that they've been sent to. So we have to claim and know that God is faithful to his word. And so the actual point from that first section is so to read his word. Know his word. You can't, what you don't know cannot work for you. What you don't know cannot work for you. If you are sick and you don't know what, to, what God's word is about sickness, about you being healed, then you cannot claim that, that power, that which is made, that word meant to accomplish. So we need to read his word, we need to know his word and his promises and claim them and stand by them because he is faithful, his word will not go back void. There is power in that word. When he speaks, he is always there to make it good, to make good of it. An example of this is Malachi 3 verse 10. It says, Bring the old tithe into my, into the storehouse so that you may have food in my house and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing until it overflows. Now you can bring your tithe and not know what the word is about tithe. You could do it as an exercise. Oh, percent they said. I should do that. No, no, no. We need to stop living as People will just do things for doing sake. There is a word behind. He said, "Bring your tithes into my storehouse, so that it may put in my house." And test me now, if I will not open the opens, opens the window of heaven. So you can actually say, "God, I'm putting these tithes right now. Open the windows of heaven." Because His face will even like say, "Oh, you put your tithes for, uh, for just for doing sake." Not you, you, Your life will not change. You, like you didn't express God's open open heaven in your life. No, we should. Also clean that word. Do not just do things for doing sake. What is God's word about this particular thing? And I, 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 I've not found anything in this world that there's no, that there's no word for. And if, you are, if you're confused, just go to Google. What does God say about this? You'll see, they'll give you Bible verses. What does God say about faithfulness? What does God say about tithing? What does God say about peace? What does God say about sin? What does God say about, about my neighbor? What does God say, God say about politics? What does God say about taxes? Every issue, there is God's word about it. And so, we knowing, knowing it, take us of just doing things for doing sake, but actually like going with God's word and actually like claiming whatever it is that is anchored on that word. When on to the next thing is nature, number two. God's nature. So, look, about, look at his word as one way in which he shows his faithfulness. His nature, Malachi 3 6, and it's says, Malachi 3 verse 6, he said, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I am the Lord, I change not. That is his person now, not his word. He as a person, he does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can always know that whoever we are approaching at every single time, every single time is that same God. You not know that we will say, Oh, go to him when he's in his happy mood, when he's happy. That's when he can actually get things done. Or say, Oh, I am a red, you are a red. There's a colour analysis that we're doing at at uh, offices now. Uh, I am a red, you are a red. When we have to have, we only like work together when we actually like going after goal oriented things, not people oriented things. Or oh, go to him when um you just finished eating. That's when you actually like a be like a to do things for you. No, that's not good. God does not have good time and bad time. God doesn't have, oh, when you do this, that, that comes. No, God is God; He changed not. The same God that you pray to when you are sick, the same God you pray to when when you are happy, when you are sad, when, you, when things are going, when things are going wrong, is the same God. So God does not change. We can't say, "Oh, I'll go to God when X, when all these parameters are met." No, God said, "I am the Lord; I change not." And what follows that? He says. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Because if God changes, if, if God is uh, angry today, um, uh, oh, I'm angry, so you can't approach me, I'm going to burn all of you. No. God is one who is merciful and is faithful. So when we to, when when, when, is, when things are not going wrong, when, when we take, when are they right with God? No, still approach Him. Yes, do the needful. Repent. Forsake your sin, but don't say, oh, that will not block you from going to God. No, God is still there, standing with arms wide open. He wants us, he wants us, and he said he is faithful. He does not change. He does not change. We can't say, oh, God, um, God is not ready for me today. I'll wait for, I'll postpone it to tomorrow. No. Say we look at the the definition of faithful in, in the dictionary, it says, remaining loyal and steadfast. Remaining loyal and steadfast said the name and look at the name of the lord he said the name of the lord is a fortified tower the righteous run into it and they are safe perhaps 18 verse 10 steadfast dependable you can depend on god that is his nature there's no oh oh uh, sorry i'm not up for it today you can pray another one tomorrow maybe that one will be answered no it's dependable he says a fortified tower Anybody that runs into it is safe. There's no oh, sorry, come back. To, no business today. Come back tomorrow. Lament, Lament, lamentations to 23 says the Lord's lamentations 2:32 uh, to 23 it says the Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Look at the, the keeper it says his loving kindness never ceases. There's no day off for loving kindness. There's no, oh, we're out of loving kindness today. Or we oh, have rationed it out. His loving kindness never ceases. So if you're looking for God's loving kindness to you at any time in your life, it's, it's always there. He says, compassion never fails. There's no God is too angry that he doesn't, he doesn't have compassion on me. No. God is ever compassionate. God is ever compassionate. He says, he never fails. He said, they are new every morning. So even though you say you finished today's zone, tomorrow is there again. Full said, great is his faithfulness. And so you look at these things that actually like, preceded that line of great is faithfulness. So his loving kindness that never ceases, and his compassion that never fails. These are his nature. And this is what actually makes his faithfulness great. And so now God is always there, a loving, kind in God and the one who always has compassion upon us. And Revelation 19 verse 11 says, And I saw heaven open and behold a white horse, and he who was called faithful and true in his righteousness he judges and wages war in his righteousness he judges and wages war faithful and true that's in Revelation 19 verse 11 again the nature of God is faithful, is true doing the right thing he will judge you and you are good in his righteousness he will judge you if you are bad he will wage war against you I just imagine those who actually like are against us then. Say if God is for us, who can be against us? So what do have to, like again we'll come to the uh, expectations, but he said that his nature of righteousness shows how we actually deal with people because he's faithful and he's true. God will not say, Oh um, this person This person is bad. So but today is there for bad people. Yes, there's mercy and everything, but God will not say, I would do good to the bad because I've, 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 changed, I've changed who I am. No, it's, it's, it's righteous, it's faithful and true. And I was listening to, to a podcast, and it's, it's always hard to balance the two justice and righteousness. Because one person is always at the end of the, of like, on the wrong end of things. So, like, how can you be just? How can you be a just person but then impose something bad? But. We're so lucky that we have someone who we know that okay, is can actually like wear those two hats. Like, man, a judge, you go to the front of a judge, and yes, they will do all they can to be like just and try and say, Oh, yes, you, you did wrong. But then, according to our books, this is what we have to actually like do, we have to actually pay this price. And all it is hard to, have to be faithful, uh, to, be, to be just, um, and still so righteous as well. But then, God, He said, His judges. In, in his righteousness in his absolute righteousness of faith and his faithfulness he judges and wages war so against the, those who are his enemies those who are are in the wrong he would wage war but then he's faithful in that nature of himself he doesn't compromise on that nature of himself and what is the actual point from this section he said no god no god knowing god knowing his nature knowing who he is definitely helps us again understand who again is faithful and helps us like. T- Tap into that faithfulness and, and know, okay, this is God's nature. This is who He is, and then understand. That, from, from, that, from that understanding, then we can actually really like again enjoy His faithfulness. Um, Philippians three verse ten says that, that I may know Him. After all that Paul had gone through and all the miracles and everything, I might still, that I may know Him and his of the resurrection and the finish of His suffering. Knowing God makes and his, knowing God makes us understand who He is, and understanding who He is makes us in, again. Stay in the right and enjoy His faithfulness. And finally, His expectations. So now we've seen God. We saw God's word is faithful, sure, it's amen. God is also righteous as His nature as well. But what does God expect also when it comes, when God, when it comes to His faithfulness? What are God's expectations of us when it comes to His faithfulness? Number one, we have to stop with the sin. We have to stop with our old nature. Romans six four twenty two. He said, "What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin, that the grace that God's faithfulness may abound?" Say, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer daring? God is faithful, but for us to enjoy His faithfulness, we have to also play our own part as well. You can't say, oh, God is faithful, so I will always keep praying to him. He will keep answering me. We sang it this morning, yes, he remains faithful and, and merciful to us. But we have our own to play. The prodigal son only enjoyed our faithfulness because he came back to his father and said, yes, I have sinned against heaven. And I said, oh, just make me a servant. And God, yes, we, we him. But if, if the prodigal son had actually done that again, if he had remained prodigal, if he didn't come back to that place of mercy, that's, that's where his story would have ended. So we have our own path to play. You have to actually say, okay, I'm forsaking this. I'm coming back. I'm tapping into God's faithfulness. Of course, he said, yes, he's always there. It's, the righteous will run in there. Say, but again, the righteous has to run in, not the sinner. We have to actually forsake things and be right for us to actually tap into God's faithfulness. Trust and obey and wait on him. That's the second thing we need to do. First, there's another verse from um five verse twenty four. It says, "Faithful is He who calls you, and He will also bring it to pass." Faithful is He who calls you, and He also bring it to pass. So when we are waiting for God, when we are waiting on God upon anything, when God says, "I will do this to you," we also have to be faithful. We have to actually like wait on God and say, "Yes, I trust you." I trust you to do to complete what you, you said. not said, "You are good for it." You've said this. You've said this about about me. You've said this about my life. You've said this about the situation. And so I wait on you. I'm also faithful in my waiting. I'm not going to be like I'm, I'm not going to be one without faith. I'm going to also have that faith in me. God, what faithful? Are you full of faith? i can wait on God. I say, yes, I trust you. You have said this. This is your nature. This is who you are. I trust you for this situation you are going to do something about it. That's uh, the that's expectation when it comes to his faithfulness. <coughs> Galatians um, 6, verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So we can't just say, Oh, God is faithful. Well, I can't... Uh, I've done my... I've done... This is how much I can. This is how, how much I can. He said, No, he said, don't be weary. Keep at it. It's not It's not easy. Keep at it. We have to have faith in the faithful one. Habakkuk two verse three and three says, "For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and will not prove false, though it linger. Wait for it; it will certainly come and will not delay." So by our own time scale, we might be like, "Ah, it's too late." Ah, I've waited. I've prayed for three days. I gave God seven days. Well, I want giving giving God time now to do things. I gave God ah, three months. If three months come, God, this is three months agreements. And we say three months is up. Ah, mm, I've tried that. Okay, next option. No. Wait on God. Has He not said, will He not do? My plans will be for good and not evil. If you think you're at an evil place, then you think that God is not actually like already doing something, something already in the works, actually change that around. Think God is just like, oh well, you're on your own. No. See, my thoughts for you are good and not evil to get to that expected end. So rather than say, Oh God. Ah, I've done mine, I've done i done yours. Yeah, I know you're faithful, but uh, my own faith has finished. No. Still remaining a place of faith. He said, though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. So just sink to God's time, and if you do, if you can't do that, just say God. Whenever it is, between now and that, when it will happen, you'll be fine. It may be painful, it might not, it might look bad, it might look just. What is God? How is God? Is God? How is God leading you? Up? Look at look at the journey of David, from shepherd boy to king. That was one. Is might say, oh. Hey from rags to riches, popular story. No! This same David that his father forgot he was a son. You want for for your father to say, well, bring out your son, and you, didn't, you forgot a boy that is a son, and say, oh, this, that one is in the field. You didn't count him worthy as a son. Fought lions, fought bears, killed Goliath, ran from Saul, almost had his life killed so many times, then became king. But of course, when it was uh, when we was praying is up to God. said, "I will make you great and all." Yeah, it was. You had to go through all of that. So when when we see God for things, it's not it's not going to play out as we want it to play out. So as we said last, uh, as the the last time I was up here about the the the, the piece of the puzzle and the brushstroke and the, and the full painting. So trust God. God is painting a very beautiful, a good picture, a very beautiful picture at the end, at the end of it all. And just wait on God because He's faithful. As he not said it, will it not come to pass? So, in summary, God is faithful. His word and his nature proves this. He said he send his word, it will not come back void. It It will go and it will not come back until it accomplishes that which it's meant to do. When when it does it, it's not up to us. It's up to God's plan, it's up to God how we actually align ourselves to that word that you are sent out. If the word comes and finds us without faith, if the word comes finds us already weary, if the word comes and we're not actually like even claiming it, then it just goes over our head, but it's just going to be there, pending, till we come to understanding until we come to actually like make that word match and complete what it was sent for. But it won't go back void. So let's try to be faithful as he is when it comes to living righteously, let us wait on Him for anything we've asked for. For He that has called us is faithful, and He will bring it to pass. Let's, brother, I just say this. Make it, say these two prayers. The first one, I say, help me, Lord, to be faithful to You. Whatever it may be, whatever it's what situations I might find myself in, help me, give me the grace to be faithful to You. Because you are faithful. You are by, by default a faithful one. But then give me the grace to also align myself with you, to also be faithful in living righteously, in, in living uprightly, in knowing you, in knowing your, reading your word, and understanding your promises, and actually knowing the word that you have for me and every situation. Give me the grace to be faithful, to do, to do the needful. Whenever discouragement comes, whatever weariness comes, give me the grace to overcome those. Whenever temptation comes, give me the grace to overcome that. Because I know you are faithful. Have you not said, would you not do it? And secondly, just pray that God, give me the grace to wait on you, the faithful one. Give me the grace to wait for you or on any situation in my life. Whatever is that one thing I'm waiting for you on. Just give me the grace to be faithful. I, I know it's my tarry, my linger. It might not be according to my own timetable. It might not be according to to how things are meant to pan out. Uh, my colleagues have gone far. Uh, the economy is bad. Our bank account is depleting. Things are not going. Things are not looking as if <laughs> things are going to actually change. No. But give me the grace to be faithful on that thing that I've asked for, knowing that you will bring it to pass at the right time, with no delay. Because he makes everything beautiful in his own time. He's faithful. Thank you, Father, for the prayer of as love. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.